Hey, this is Jeff from the Ivy Walls, and you're listening to Dash Radio. Welcome to the world of music. Discover new music. Do you want to be the first to know? Pay attention. This is Dash Daily Discovery with DJ Harper. Yep, that's right, folks. Welcome into Daily Discovery. My name is DJ Hoppa. Very excited to have Jeff with me from the Ivy Walls. How are you, man? Doing well. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. I dig the shirt. Thanks, I didn't man. tell you that when I saw you earlier. I, I dig that. Yeah, and it's what all the kids seem to be wearing, so I'm <laughs> just trying to stay in just there. Just trying to me. fit in yeah. with all the kids. <laughs> Aren't we all, man? Aren't we all? Yeah. Um, you've got this new album that you recently released called Pheromones. Um, you have this song called White Ocean that we're going to get into as well. Uh, we got a lot to chat about. Yeah. Tell yeah. me, though, before we get started, before we get into the current project and into the current single, tell me a little bit more about the background of this project and how you sort of came into all of this. Well, let's see. That, I mean, early 2000s, I met Ryan. We were both students at Santa Monica College. Nice. Shout yeah. out to SMC. Yes. Yes, yes. sir. Uh, he was a music... He was taking music theory. I was taking uh, life drawing or something like that. Life drawing. Yes. Yeah. What, what What is life drawing? You're drawing the nude model. You know. Oh. Doing- <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Nice. It was great. Um, but yeah, you know, we were just both trying to figure it out, and we uh, met on a message board. Um, it was pretty quick after that. We sort of that week, I believe, we went to an open mic, and it, you know, ever since we've been going. Nice, man. Yeah. Nice. That's so crazy. I mean, I often say, especially for people who are. Um, you know, kids who are in high school or whatnot and considering college. Yeah. College is one of the greatest places to network because you're around peers, everybody, you know, everybody's trying to figure it out and yes. you're going to find other people that are like-minded and be able to sort of rise together, hopefully. Yeah. It's a know, great example. Absolutely. And we were both, you know, already into our 20s when we met and it was cool because I think we were strangers enough to where we could sort of reinvent with one another. Mm-hmm. You know, no one was holding us to what we were or right. you know, what they knew of us in our little towns or, you know, where we came from. So I think there was a real just openness between us, like no judgments. Right. So that was huge, you know, to go through the stages of being bad at being in a band and, you know, all of that with someone who didn't have expectations of you, you know. Right. So, right. I mean, it's, it's made us really close. What's the um, what's the hometown for you? Like, where are you from originally? Fairmont, West Virginia. Okay. Yeah. yeah How, population size? Maybe 18,000, 20,000 maybe. Okay. Okay. But, I mean, that's not to say, like, you know, that's that's encompassing a lot. I mean, it's a very small place. You know? Everybody knew your yeah. business. Well, yes. Yes. I mean, <laughs> small town. What business there was to right, have. You right, know? right, right. For sure. So, yeah. bit of an adjustment, I imagine, come to LA. Yes and no. You know, I went, I'm, I lived in Florida briefly before, uh-huh. then Vegas. And okay. Then, yeah. It's crazy. And then New York. So, okay, got I didn't it. just come straight right. here. Right. You know, this is sort of the place where you spend a, a New York winter or two and you come here and you just don't leave. Yeah. So. <laughs> right. You know, you just never got on that plane to yeah. go back. I understand. I understand. Um, all right. Tell me a little bit about um, discovering the sound. So like you guys meet up, um, you know, you sort of hit it off. And then how do you, how does the sound evolve at that point? Well, okay, I, I think the sound <laughs> when we first met, the sound was more just like learning how to play, how mm. to sing, how to, you know, how to do all of that. And I think it was years later that we sort of 
got into the space where we could command a sound. Um, mm-hmm. And then once we did that, that's a whole other ball game where you're chasing other people's sounds. Right. And so I, I, I'd say somewhere mid our second record, we sort of embraced, you know, the things that we were good at mm-hmm. and that made us feel right. Um, and then little by little, this, all this reverb has trickled in. And I, I think if we were to start today fresh, with sort of the skill set we now have, yep. we'd probably be a straight dream pop band, but we have these uh, roots now of sort of a new wave bass. Yep, so. yep. And that's important. It's important to go through that evolution. You know? I think and, so, yeah. And yeah, and every, sort of every step of the way, you sort of pick something up and then that gets added into it and it all kind of comes together in this like, in this sound, in this flavor. Yes, and, and whenever you reach that place of, and I don't know if it comes with age or just experience, but when you're, you're, you can appreciate another band, but you don't have to be like them mm-hmm, anymore. Mm-hmm. Or you can say, oh, you know, what's, what's he doing with the guitar there? What pedals he using? You know, mm-hmm. you still do that, which is cool. But, right. you know, you're not trying to steal their identity anymore. Right. And, you know, I think that was you know, probably our coming of age moment when we were like, hey, we like what we do now. Well, they say that that's one of the, the steps in figuring out like your own originality is that you that oftentimes a lot of people begin identifying something that they like. And then trying to emulate right. what it is that they like. And then trying to then figure out how to make it different. Yes. And how to make it yours. Right. right. And so that's certainly, I think, an evolution that a lot of people are very familiar with. In, in yeah. any art form, not just Absolutely. in music. Yeah. You know, in, in anything. Um, all right. And I want to talk a little bit more, before we play White Ocean, I want to talk a little bit more about the project as a whole uh, the album pheromones. Tell us a little bit more about the album. Okay. Yeah. So we were, we actually broke ground on this record a long time ago while we were still touring the record before dirty, passionate daydreaming. And it was the bassist and I, we just, for whatever reason, we, he and I got into this cold wave genre and, uh, we got super inspired by this band called, um, asylum party. Okay. And, uh, you know, I was just, We'd been in L.A. and making these, like, L.A. records to us anyway for, you know, several years at that point. And I was visiting New York a lot, and we we made this song called uh, We Were Beautiful that was, like, this ode to 90s pop culture Mm -hmm, and whatnot. mm -hmm. And it had this sort of cold wave bass to it. And uh, so we thought we were going to—and it just came out. It just—it was one of those songs that just rolled out. Mm. So we thought we were going to make this whole record like this of just easy pop cold wave songs. Right. And just, it just didn't work. It just didn't, I mean, it didn't happen that way. You know, we just, it turned into just the most LA record we've ever made, I think. And, um, you know, it just song after song just evolved into, our, you know, our life here, what was happening mm. here. We, we, we were trying to draw more theoretical inspiration, but it, it turned out to be, you know, sort of our life. How, how would you define like an LA record? Cause I, I love that you're describing it in that way. How would you de- describe and give it more sort of context yeah Yeah, you know i think uh uh you know there's there's a lyric in a kiss or kill that's dark room scars and sunny days you know Mm. it's dark rooms scars and sunny days you know it's just just the themes of just you know if you look at overheard la how you just understand it (laughs) and if you live in milwaukee or something like what the right right but i think it's kind of like that you know it was just you know trying to survive in this lord of the flies kind Mm. of landscape of love and relationships and being an artist right you know so nobody really works yeah 
<laughs> Everyone's like available at noon for, for brunch. Right. You know? <laughs> right. Any day of the week on a Wednesday. Yes, yeah. Right. Totally. So yeah. I think it's, it's like that, you know, just trying to, we, you know, we're in this bubble and just exist in that. And mm. love it, man. Love it. I want to get into this. And, and speaking of LA and whatnot, you've, I mean, you've had, I want to get into white ocean. You've had a, a little cameo. Yeah, for small. White Ocean. <laughs> tell, tell us a little bit about White Ocean as a song, and then we want to play it, and then also tell us about the little cameo here. Okay, yeah. Um, so uh, the the tiny little cameo <laughs> from uh, from Chris Pine. Uh, you know, he's a, a longtime friend. This is actually the second time we worked together. Um, he, you know, I've known him from the early early days. He, I, I've known him since. I mean, we were playing. Uh, you know, since the Spaceland scene, since mm. all that he would come to the shows was like some of our mutual friends. And we just had a, uh, you know, just an organic friendship sort of take root. And, uh, you know, he was kind of one of the trusted friends who you would send the demo to. Right. Like, hey, what do you think about this? You know, right. another artist friend. Um, and then when we made The Elegant Universe, we were in New York just hanging out like some friends. And we started talking about maybe he should direct. He loved this one song that we, uh, I'm trying to think what it was at this point, but um, what was that? Anyway, if I, it comes back yeah. to me, I'll tell yeah, you. But, yeah. So we were talking about maybe him directing something. And then, you and know, was this just like over drinks? Just yeah. being like, hey, you should totally direct this. Yeah. Well, he, he, you know, the thing was he was in the studio. He came, stopped by the studio when we were, we were recording and it was the first time we really messed with uh, drum machine, drum beats. Mm. So it's kind of the odd song out on that record anyway. And he kind of just oddly had come out. I think we were going to go out or something afterwards. And so he was just sort of vibing in there. And then once it was done, we were listening to the record. We were staying at this, the Lafayette House in New mm, York. Mm. I don't know if you know about that place, mm. but it's a great little, uh, it's like, I think the Bowery owns it. But, okay. But it's they just give you the keys and you have like your own apartment to stay in. It's What? Yeah. And it's like, and it's not crazy expensive either. Right. So, okay. All right. Anyway. Making a mental note yeah. right here. Actually, I need to write it down. Do yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. It's great. Fireplaces, the whole thing. Really? Yeah. Okay. So, um, a few of us, we, a few of our friends, we got rooms there. We were, it was a new year's thing or something. So we were listening to the record and, um, he was, uh, vibing and we were like, dude, you should, you should direct it or you should do, you know, we just having that conversation. Sure. And then, um, he got busy. We got busy. We made another record in the meantime, and we upped our game. You know, we recorded at Henson. Mm -hmm. We did the whole, you know, dream pop. We'd found our sound, and, of course, we're sending him things. And um, then we we also made the, the video or the, the record before. We made a great video called Getaway Driver. Mm -hmm. And uh, remember, he was really positive about that. And with the the director of that, Will Joins, we, when we made – Dirty Passionate Daydreaming, we were like, let's let's make another video and let's let's up the ante this time. So we started planning this uh, Godard sort of inspired breathless video. And then we just one day we just said, dude, you know, you want to do this? And and he was like, yeah. Nice. <laughs> and we just did it. Um, so we made uh, that was for all I want. I don't know if, if maybe you've uh, mm. aware of that. But mm -hmm. so it was it was huge. It was a huge production. It was you know, we shot on the red. I mean, it was we had streets blocked off downtown. I mean, we were like, wow, Big we're deal. really doing yeah, this. Yeah. Right. So um, that's sort of the, you know, the background to our history together. And then for this one, I think it was a little more just casual. And, uh, you know, we were like, maybe we should do another one. His schedule was busy. Ours was busy. And in the meantime, we were planning this epic, like, heat meets 
ex machina mm. sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And um, we <laughs> we were having you know trouble pulling schedules together to do something so big. And then it just fizzled. We weren't able to do it. And we just, we kind of resigned ourselves or it's not going to happen. Mm. And then again, a night out, we're talking, we're listening. <laughs> the moral of the story, yeah, man. I yeah. Mean, but you know, intimate nights out. Sure, not, sure. Not in the club or you right. know, anything like that, you know, having dinner or whatever. And um, <clears throat> we just started talking about it again. And, and we sort of was like, what if we, what if we did something intimate? What if we, we didn't try to upstage the last one? And, right. And that's sort of well. So now Chris Pine needs to be in all of you. He's yeah. now a member of the band. Now he's like yeah. <laughs> he's like an extension of the band. Yeah, he comes in and out. I think, <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I want to play White Ocean. In fact, uh, just kind of set it up for us a little bit. I'll play White Ocean. We'll come back. We'll talk more in depth about White o- Ocean and some of the other things that uh, that you're into. Also, I want to get to to that as well. Jeff has an obsession for fruit snacks, so <laughs> do not go anywhere if you want to hear that. Um, tell me more about White Ocean, though. White Ocean, it's actually the, the the odd song out on the record that was, <clears throat> it was sent to me by her bassist's wife when mm-hmm. it was just uh, sort of a, a scaffolding, you know, when it was just a track. And um, she said, hey, you know, these guys sent me this track mm. and um, I, I don't know what to do with it. So, you know, I oddly enough, it was like on AMC or something that day, like Top Gun was playing all day or, okay. you know, and I just had that Berlin sort of melody stuck in my head and just that breathy mm-hmm. light. 80s feel and uh so i listened to the track and right away this melody hit me and i i you know i don't for whatever reason i had that that lyric you know gypsy dreamer in my head Hmm. and it just spun out you know um i sent it back to her a verse and a chorus and she came back with the next verse so i said we gotta go in the studio tomorrow this is too good so we go in the studio we uh you know our longtime friend producer eric colvin um, was there and he just sort of helped us out. I went in, I recorded it or my part for Chrissy. I was like, sing it like this. Right. You know, I'm, at this point I'm still thinking it's her song. Right. She goes in and she kind of does some harmonies and sort of does her just beautiful voice thing. And, uh, I came out and I listened and I said to Eric, we got to keep this song. <laughs> I can't give her the right. song back. Right. Um, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> So that that was that. Yeah, that was that. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, and and not to mention the guys at center of the track were uh, they're both named Pablo. You know, one of them was in Brazil, Brazil. One was in uh, Spain, I believe. So, you know, those guys were you know stellar uh, musicians in their own right to send that track along. And it's you know it's the one track on our record that started with someone else. The the two Pablos. Yes, that's what we call them, the Pablos. There it is. Yeah. Uh, Los Pablos. Um, All right, we're going to get into this. Do not go anywhere. More with Jeff from the Ivy Walls in just a minute, but here is their song called White Ocean. Oh, 
Discover new music and new artists. The Dash Daily Discovery with DJ Harper. Such a feel-good record right there. White Ocean, Jeff from the Ivy Walls hanging out with me here in studio on Dash Radio. Um, you were mentioning to us how the that whole song came to, to be and how that originally wasn't necessarily a record for the Ivy Walls project, but yes. you stole it. I stole it. I, you know, I stole it from at least someone in the family. But, yeah, right. You know, it's not stealing if it's family. Yeah, right? were, were we off the air when we were talking about that? I forgot. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so, uh, so I basically my my bassist wife, Chrissy, who is the female yep. voice on all of our records, yep. she um, she sent me this track. She said, yep. these guys sent me this. I've got nothing for it. And and you see, you came in and saved the day with it and created yeah, something for I, it. Yeah, I, had, I love I, it. I, I had the right mood going on, yeah. and I sent her something back. She sent something back to me. We go into the studio. <laughs> I said, "I'm sorry, we have to keep this song." How how often does that happen? Where you're, you know, you're uh, either way, I guess. Where you know, maybe it's something that you guys create and realize, nah, this isn't really for us. But this sounds a lot like you know this friend of mine that yeah. you know. Hey, what do you think about this? You know, I think not as much as we would like, right? <laughs> but uh, I think what happens with us, unfortunately, is we we always feel like I don't know if this is I don't know I don't know where this comes from, but we're we're like we're just, we're maybe just not ready for this song. Mm. We put it in our archive and like you know, we have like three songs. One of them doesn't have a name, but we just call it the best. And it's it's <laughs> and every now and again, RV the guitarist and I will listen to it and be like, "Are we ready for this? Can we do this now?" <laughs> you know, because we're just we're always like. We're, we don't, we're not ready. We don't want to ruin it. We can't, this is, you know, so right. we always have something like that we're working on that we may or may not be ready for. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, I, I think even on this record, is there any one of those? The last record was full of those, you know? Mm. Um, but yeah, we have, we have a backlog of just digital recordings that would, you know. And how do you know when you're ready for it? I, you know, I, Maybe I'll be like, hey, I've got a melody for the best. And I'll, right. I'll send it to him and be like, what do you think? And then maybe we'll start rendering, which has happened with the best. And then we were like, nope. You know, and, and we've can't be, put this, it back this in the This can't can. be for the best. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's, so, I, I can't wait for the best yeah, to come out. I, you know what? If it comes out or we ever do it, I will I will send it to you. Well, that's one yeah. of those things. It's almost like a muse yeah. in some way, right? I, I mean, um, what is it? Uh Dr. Dre has had this whole thing around detox in this album that he's supposed to put out. And it's yeah. been this like 10 year thing of like, is it coming? Is it coming? Yes. Is it coming? And it probably will never come out. His, his project, right? Yours, the best may come the out. The best is coming. Time. You know, Dre's got a lot more to lose than we do. You know, I, I, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I mean, he's Dre, Dr. Dre doesn't. Yeah. I mean, at this point he doesn't need to prove anything right. to anybody. You know, true, true. yeah, he's yeah. good. He's good. Um, all right. So you are passionate about a few things that some people aren't necessarily super aware of. You're passionate about um, dog shelters and dog rescues. Indeed. And you're also passionate about fruit snacks. Yes. yes. Um, both obsessions. Both both obsessions, and yeah. obviously music as well. But tell me more about the the dog shelter side of it. And I, I know this is near and dear to your heart. Yeah, it is indeed. I, you know, I, I rescued a dog. I went to the shelter. Um, you know, it was, it was, it caught me off guard mm. how, how deeply I was touched, you know, just, you know, I go, there's a dog, she's in trouble. I was like, well, I can take this dog, you know, mm. I take her home and, you know, it's just a few weeks later, she's the love of my life, you know? Mm. And, uh, it, it's weird to be there when you're like, oh, this, this is just an awful scenario. All these, these animals, they're in, you know, such distress and they're, they're all feeling it and it's. You know, you can't help but feel sad. But right. when you really get connected, you know, with anything that's been in that scenario, and then you imagine them there, 
you know, it, it will get you even deeper. Mm. So, you know, anything that a lot of it is awareness, you know, there's mm-hmm. so many people don't really know. They keep it in the outskirts of the city, you know, sure. it's, and you know, I, I could take my dog to the park. There's so many people that are, you know, show up with dogs that they bought and you know, and I get that a lot of people just don't know, you know, you can get these dogs. They're, they're rescues all across the country, you know, that of dogs that have escaped or ran from the fireworks and, right. you know, but you know, my dog's a mutt. She's everything that people say that is the wild card and you shouldn't, uh, you never know what you're going to get and mm. all that. And, you know, she flies all over the world with me, you know, she right. goes everywhere. She's right. <clears throat> so, you know, I just like to say anyone go check it out. You know, if you're thinking of buying a dog, just go to the shelter first, take a look. Right. And and if you adopt, you will never regret it. I can say mm. that with the utmost confidence. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's definitely something that I don't think is talked about as much as it should be, or, you know, is, is celebrated even as much as that. And yet there's so many dogs that are displaced like that. And yeah. unfortunately for dogs then that don't find a home, they, you know, there's only so much space that these shelters have. Right. I mean, yes. And yeah. you know, even the if they're part. not a kill shelter, you know, if they have a, a dog that's, that's ailing, you know, where they may have been able to keep it before, maybe even get a little medical treatment, you know, if they get full, you know, those are the dogs that go first and it could be something as simple as, you know, a, a paw, you know, mm. that's going to get, you know, uh, decrepit from not being treated or, mm. you know, little things where if just someone would take them and do some just basic things. Right. You know, and when, and when they, they'll, they'll look like sewer rats sometimes and they come home and you give them a week of just a bed and some nutrition and they just, they transform into, they grow hair back where, where mm. they didn't have it. I mean, it's, mm. it's, it's really just touching to, to be involved in it. You know, yeah. I, I, I will be involved in it for the rest of my life. I'm mm. sure. Um, is there any limit to how many dogs you will rescue? Are you going yeah. <laughs> to have like an entire house full of dogs here? Yes. You know, I, I say this, a lot of people tell me, you know, Hey, you know, my apartment's small or, mm-hmm. uh, I'm at work all day. And I say, you know, you go see what they're doing now. Look, see what they're enduring. And you know what? There's, there's ways around all of that stuff. You know, like, mm. My buddy has a huge yard here. He has an acre fenced in here. But at the same time, you know, your dog needs walked in the morning. Your, your dog needs walked in the evening. You know, right. it, it's, you can get a walker. They have the wag app now. It's so yeah. cheap. There's yeah. all of those reasons are, are, are not enough to not take one out and get it out of that situation. Right. Right. Um, all right. So fruit snacks, I'm dying to ask you about this. What, what is this? What is the obsession with fruit snacks? I, I mean, I don't know whether to start with the texture or all of the crazy uh, okay. different fruit flavors. Okay. I mean, it just, for years now, it's just, I mean, if you, there's wrappers all over the floorboard of my car. I, I just, <laughs> I, I and is there a particular brand or a particular type of yeah, fruit snack? Welch's, yeah. man. Okay, We're, that's the only yeah, one. Welch's. And, you know, I'm currently on a grape uh, sort of pair, <laughs> I, but strawberry's fine. The, there's the fruit punch, which is great. There's but, a mixed fruit thing too, right? Yeah, that's a yeah, mixed right. fruit, exactly. Okay. Yeah. But the grape, they have the little, you know, you can feel the texture of the little grapes that are in there. On, on. Mm, so you are yeah, a full-on connoisseur. Yes, I am. And is there a flavor of fruit snack that you feel like Welch's has yet to produce that they need to, that you uh, should be involved this with? This is incredible. Maybe watermelon? You know? They've never done watermelon. No, they, they do a peach, which is amazing. You just can't find it anywhere. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, but... <laughs> She's loving this. Absolutely (laughs) loving this. Absolutely loving this. Uh, Yeah, maybe a watermelon. Maybe even like, this is maybe getting weird, but a coconut or something? Yeah, I was thinking something tropical too. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Although, the the 
the shape of the coconut might be a little strange, or like the texture of it. Yeah, it yeah, strange. I could see that, but I, I'd still pineapple. Probably, I, I, is pineapple not in the uh, fruit, the passion fruit sort of? Oh, mix? I don't know. Maybe it you may you be. would you would yeah. know better than I probably. <laughs> um, water, but watermelon's a good one. Yeah, um, and I, we need to get you hooked up somehow with. Well, Welch's. just if you're out there. Yeah, I mean, seriously. I'm, I mean, I've never seen a, a grown man yeah. so excited about fruit snacks. I love I'm this. I'm hopelessly addicted to sugar, man. I, you know, I, I need to stop it. I mean, it's, but that's, that's sort of my drug of and choice. And is there, is there anything else that's sort of similar to fruit snacks? Like the, the old, um, what were they? The fruit roll-ups and whatnot? Like oh, you into that kind those? of thing too? Yeah, kind of. But you know what I've found is like, you know, especially you go to the movies and you get Sour Patch Kids or right. something like that. You know, I mean, we're really getting deep. I love this, though. But, this is this, this is the part of the interview that I wanted yeah. to get to. <laughs> but, you know, it sticks to your teeth, and uh, yeah. it's like the fruit snacks are so clean. You know, they go, they're so smooth in your mouth, mm. and they yeah. don't seem to uh, stick so hard. I also, for whatever reason, don't feel like they're as bad for you. Because it says Welch's on it. You know, right. it's like, it's right. like and it has juice. fruit, and it says yeah. fruit in right. the, ti- right. the title. is fruit. So. Right. But, I'm, you know, I need to look. This is how much I'm hopelessly – I'm Attic. I've never looked to see if it says artificial, you know. Oh flavors. yeah, I'm sure it is. Both. Uh, well, yeah, you know, yeah. It's probably a combination. Yeah. Um, all right. Last last fruit snack question that I have for you <laughs> is this: Do you remember the ones that had actual filling inside of the fruit snacks? Oh, because the ones that you you enjoyed the the Welch's yeah. ones don't have any sort of like burst of fruit flavor. Yeah, I know what you're talking. You know what about. I'm talking about? What yes. are they called? Those I, are called something. Gushers. Gushers, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yes, I remember those. Um, also, Welch's makes a fruit snack that is encased in yogurt, in a white yogurt. That is, yeah, it's it's a you know it'll blow like up. like a uh, like a yogurt covered raisin. raisin. Yeah, except but it's a fruit a, snack inside of it. Oh wow. Yes. A whole so, nother level. A whole yeah. Nother I mean, level. I personally try to stay away from the dairy. Yeah. But <laughs> I, you know, I have I have tried the uh, you know I've tried it. Nice. And and it's. It's pretty cool. Um, I think we should venture over to 7-Eleven or the gas station <laughs> or something like that and enjoy some fruit snacks this morning, I think is what we should I'm, do. I'm in. That's what, uh, that, I think, yeah. is what we're going to do. We're, we, are, we are wrapping up this interview with Jeff from the Ivy Walls. I appreciate everybody for tuning in. I want to remind you, we have archived this as well. The album Pheromones out everywhere now. White Ocean out everywhere. You can also get a chance to watch the music video, which we referenced uh, you can watch that on the recap that I've built up on my site, up on hopperworld.com. We've got links back to the Ivy Walls there as well. Um, yeah, we want to thank you guys for tuning in. Jeff, I want to thank you for coming in as well. Man, thanks and, for having us. And yeah, and anytime you got got uh, new music, please be sure to bring it on through. Uh, folks that are out there, we appreciate you for tuning in each and every weekday morning here on The Daily Discovery. I want to leave you with this. Music is life, and life is good. We'll see you tomorrow.